Hi, and welcome to Mastering Agility, a podcast series with and for inspiring agilists, brought to you by agilitymasters.com, providing you with all the agile coaches and scrum masters you need. Today, we're talking to Jordan Gross and Zilian Salai about self-organization. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi, Sandler. Uh, thanks, hey, Sandler. For, uh, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you very much for having us here. Hey, as I said, we're talking about self-organization, but you're wearing awesome aprons. What's up with that? <laughs> Um, somewhere along the along the line of us doing uh, 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 over a dozen self-organization experiments, um, we thought uh, it would be wonderful to help others also become more and more adamant in uh, the art of self-organization. And um, the metaphor we come up with was uh, that we're like self-org chefs. So um, if we look back at the, the self-organization experiments we, we run uh, ran at multiple companies, um, we saw we saw there were recurring patterns and ingredients that we used in all of these uh, 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 these courses we delivered, and um, we saw a cooking metaphor in there, uh, like I already used uh, ingredients courses. Um, so we saw uh, uh, and and we set out initially to to write a cookbook for others, so they could cook up their own uh, self organization uh, uh, courses uh, uh, um, and and cultures. And um, oh, we kind of stuck with that metaphor, and uh, well, if you if you stick with something, uh, own it. So uh, that's why we uh, we went all the way with aprons. Uh, the cookbook is um, yeah, still in the works, um, but we kind of lost our faith in books. So uh, in some some way, why? Zeyan, um, why? Yeah, you, you know, um, the the thing with uh, with our experience is that none of it is uh, exactly the same. So every self-organization that experiment that we have run uh, is different. And uh, we believe that it, the information that we put in books, the moment it is written, it's outdated. And every day we, we keep learning and we keep learning. And uh, we, we thought that, okay, writing a book um, just doesn't fit our purpose because uh, we want to connect people. We want to share experience uh, also with other uh, people who run self-organization experiments. So that's why a book uh, didn't didn't make really sense anymore for us um, a few a few while ago. Would you still then still stick to a menu, for instance, that you have a website? I don't know a website with the menu that you can cherry pick. Yeah, how your course is going to look like? Yeah, I, I guess we have to because we invested in these aprons. So <laughs> <laughs> it has a hat on it. Are you going to invest in hats as well? Uh, no, not, not not in hats. Um, no, but I think if if we um, we're also expanding with the with the website and a platform we are trying to to develop, um, it's also about three courses that we deliver in uh, self organizations. Uh, so you have your starters, uh, and the starters is actually your co creation. So how do you uh, what what do you need in order to self select, for example? And then you have the main course, that's main ingredient, uh, or the the main course is is uh, the self selection event itself and then you have the dessert and dessert is actually all right so everything you need to take care of after uh, um after the self selection event what do you mean with self selection um <coughs> sorry um we we found out that a lot of uh, uh self self organization is i think one of the buzzwords in in companies that are uh, on their way to become more future proof um but we found there's lots of interpretations of that word so um uh, 
people, bosses, directors, uh, um, whoever asks for their company to become self-organized, uh, they, they can mean vastly different things. And for some companies, um, even zombie scrum or starting out with, with scrum is already a form of self-organization where they don't micromanage people and tell them what to do, but they let people uh, fill in the work or how they do the work themselves. That's already a part of self-organization all the way to things described in uh, two organizations, for example, by Frederick Laloux, where even the uh, uh, the purpose of the company can be evolutionary because people are able to uh, start new products, uh, 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 go onto new markets or target groups um, without it being aligned, but just having the trust, transparency, and resources needed to do that. So as you already hear, that's that's a gigantic ladder between those two parts uh, that uh, that the company will uh, um, will have to ascend to to become self organized, depending on what they mean. Um, so um, self selection is is one of the the, the bigger steps on that ladder. Um, we think self executing. Um, so even Scrum done not so well uh, could already be self executing, um, where people okay, I can at least decide how I do the job. Um, uh, there's tiny steps in between, but the next big step is more about self-selecting. And self-selecting um, means that people have agency in which teams am I, uh, which team am I on? Where can I provide most value? Um, what if I'm I'm done with this team and I would like to to do something else, or maybe done with my role and I would like to shift to different uh, skill sets? Um, um, but there's also in there, for example, are teams in one or another way responsible for hiring and firing? Do they have a say in that? Um, the hiring might make sense. Uh, the firing might have some legal consequences, so they might not be 100% responsible for that. But at least can they start a procedure like that, getting someone evicted from the team if you want? Um, and there's some other levels higher up. And that's what we uh, we also try to to uncover in in what we do. Um we are not so much involved in the higher level as we think that's that's too much, too far fetched in the future for most companies to embrace an evolutionary purpose, for example. Um, but the level between that and self-selection is uh, uh, what we call self-designing, and that is where the co-creation comes in. So instead of people um, uh, empowering people to choose their own teams, we are also involving them in shaping the organization in org design. So what uh, what kind of teams would we need to um, to to become our future proof to fit our purpose or to fi- fill in our purpose? Um, what do those teams look like? How many do we have? What kind of flavors do they have? What's the purpose of those those teams? So the sub purposes um, and and involving people in that co creation uh, uh, process uh, that is where we uh, where we hope to inspire companies uh, and and other change agents to. Uh, to start a culture like that. Yeah, it feels like an, a, a topic that a lot of people are struggling with. Um, yeah. Another topic that people are struggling with, Syrian, um, is the difference between self-management and self-organization that has now been distincted in the Scrum Guide, Scrum Guide revisitation yeah. uh, in 2020. Now, you recently became a PST. Yes. Tell us about if there is a difference, and if so, what is it? Yeah, you know, you know the thing is that... Um, uh, if if we if we talked about self organization and self um, self managing, uh, the the in, in in the old Scrum guide I also interpret the the self organization part as um, you being able to 
decide what you can do. You being enabled to deliver value, for, exa- for example. But uh, in, in, in some sense, I, I don't know the exact reason. I have to dig deeper into that. Um, in a Scrum Guide, it's changed to self-managing. And what in a Scrum Guide says is that it's um, you manage your own work and everything that has to do with it. Um, and I think that also falls in, in the ladder which we have discussed, um, like uh, part of the self-selection or um, things, like, things like that as well. Yeah, and the Scrum Guide says who does what, why, and how. Mm-hmm. Um, if I look at this picture, uh, Jordan, can you describe the ladder of self-organization? How does this relate, for instance, the self, self-directing and these kind of things to the how, why, and what? Mm. I think I think in a way um, the 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 move you saw Scrum make by moving from self organization, uh, which which we found out in our experiments is too broad of a term. As I just explained, it can mean oh um, you decide the how up to uh, you decide where the company is going. Um, so um, I think they um, by the change they actively try to have that discussion again and make people more aware um, and. If we look at uh, uh, the way we, we we try to help other change agents in their in their in their organizations to do this, um, it's about broadening uh, the amount of of uh, what's and how's that people can influence. Um, so it it goes from just the work, I think, also to around the work. So so not only being able to say how you're gonna do your job that you're skilled at. at uh, but also, what's the process surrounding your job? Um, what are the people you're going to do it with? What's the context you're going to do it in? Um, so that goes, that goes, I think, a bit further than how Scrum is understood for uh, in a lot of uh, companies, uh, I should, uh, but, should but, say. But it, it is uh, the purpose of Scrum um, to do more than only your own work. Because if, if we also look at, at the ladder so, that we have designed, it's like in, in, in the first step of the ladder, it's more operational. Um, okay, so so people can decide on how they do their work exactly. On the second step, you you notice that um, you become more part of an organization. Uh, you you become more tactical, uh, more uh, strategic, uh, even because um, if you dis- if you allow the team members to um, uh, to to collaborate and co-create on how the organization and teams look like and what the purpose of the teams would be, that's more on a strategic level. And I think that's also the, the the growth that we that we now see that especially in the Netherlands, most organizations are already aware of the operational part of uh, of self organization, and and that's where where Scrum helps immensely. But we need to go further uh, to to um, create that autonomy for the people. I remember when um, uh, starting out with the model. Initially, I forgot about the bottom level because in in the work I do and the companies I help, it's it's uh, was already pretty common sense to let people decide about the the how of their jobs, um, and I think that the Netherlands might even be ahead of of quite some other countries in that respect. Um, so here we we find it pretty normal that we're not. Uh, who, do, who does the boss think he is? He's not telling me what to do. Um, <laughs> you know, that's the, maybe the Dutch directness and, and some parts in our culture. Uh, we're not that hierarchical. Um, so I think these things are not everywhere, but in large part already settled in the Netherlands. Um, 
but we uh, uh, at some point did feel the need to include it as um, that might not be the case for everyone everywhere. Yeah, and 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 that that's funny because just uh, last week I um, co-trained with, uh, with with Pavel, fellow PST uh, in Canada, and I, I noticed a major difference in um, in, in in the maturity of um, of the uh, of Scrum actually, because there we were a lot discussing about okay, so how much autonomy do the teams really have? Can they even decide like okay, which desk am I allowed to sit? Uh, what and and that's in the Netherlands. We we um, it's hardly to imagine that that you have to ask your manager to switch places, right? It is, yeah. <laughs> it has a lot to do. Um, I feel with the sense of engagement, and Gunther Verheyen was talking about this in an, in an earlier podcast. Um, that engagement is the key that you want to have engaged people that really enjoy going to their job. How does your strategy with the self-organization chefs, self-org chefs contribute to that? I think maybe um, give an example that we, we are now helping an organization uh, who want to do um, a self-organization session. They want to have new teams. And what we try to, to tell them, okay, just plot yourself on, on the ladder and also on the autonomy and delegation power that you have uh, currently and your ambition level, level. So what do you want to delegate and how far do you want to go with the, with the delegation? I think creating that insight and also having the honest discussion with each other, with the management, with the team members is, is, um, is really powerful to gain, to gain that, uh, that trust as well. And then... Um I or, or we believe that a lot of that engagement comes from the involvement. Yeah. So the fact that I was involved in what teams look like in my organization, uh, how they're composed, how they relate to each other, uh, the dependencies that are, that are there or hopefully that aren't there, um, uh, that makes me much more engaged, engaged to make this work. Um, uh, I helped work make work. So um, uh, the fact that I can make it successful then um, uh, is is all up to me instead of uh, someone made up this this way of structuring the organization and you already feel I have to talk to my manager who talks to the other person's manager <laughs> yeah um, your engagement is left at the door right as yeah. soon as you check in yeah. in the morning um, while if I'm like okay okay these teams are pretty close they're building uh, uh, parts of the same product let's put them together uh, 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 really close in, in whatever the structure we, we made up is uh, or, or will become um and then i'm i'm inclined to make it work because because uh, what what we designed here my, my peers and i um is something we believe in um so that engagement comes with the involvement yeah. and and you being able to to contribute to the solution that you uh, but, uh but, but work I, in. I, and i also think that it also uh, has something to do with culture organization culture like if you are not used to being involved in decision making um, uh, on on a lower level, for example, what, we, what what I just mentioned, if you're not allowed to choose where you sit, and all of a sudden you have this manager who is really agile minded and said, "Well, we're going to create a new organization and we're going to co-create it with you," then most of people are not used to that. So that's also creating lack of engagement. So you, you need to take it step by step. Uh, and 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 allow the people to to feel how it's like and what it's like to to really um, be part of the of the solution. 
Yeah. One of the, the touching stories there I would like to share is um, we uh, uh, we were in a transformation with a company and at some point um, the topic of chapters. So, uh, uh, so communities where you share with your peers in uh, your craft, um, which is of course something that initially I think a lot of companies were missing. Um, you uh, you came from departments where you uh, you're surrounded by your peers who share the same craft and and you can learn and share together and then we went to multidisciplinary teams which is awesome for producing the product but we're losing out a lot on surrounding ourselves with peers and becoming more awesome at our craft um there were not uh, uh if you want to call it a model at all but let's not have the discussion here <laughs> the, the spotify model was i think the first that actually mentioned um hey you need to design an active matrix organization. So how you deliver products is different from how you learn in your craft. Um, and uh, there weren't a lot of other organizations that are not our scaling models, if you would say so, that, that mentioned it actively. Uh, SAFE included it uh, years later as one of the first, I think. Um, but the... Um, the fact that so we were in a, a, a in a transformation there, and after a year starting the teams, we started with the chapters, and we had a, a, a six seven weeks actively involving people leading up to the self selection event. Uh, so in the co creation period up front, people could design those chapters. There were uh, 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 people were involved. P- uh, feedback was being asked week after week. The feedback was processed. Uh, uh, new designs or structures emerged. And um, uh, seven weeks later, at uh, at D-Day, so to speak, we uh, uh, we had that event. Uh, we had the kickoff, the introduction, and um, um, after the introduction, there was an info market, and people could look around uh, which chapter would be most fit for their their future, uh, uh, the future of their jobs, uh, what you would uh, evolve to. And uh, as soon as the info market starts, and I was lucky to be within hearing distance. One of the, the, the senior uh, uh, engineers walks up to the director of the department and says, so uh, where, where should I go? And, 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 uh, and my ear was like, this is interesting. <laughs> and the director was there like baffled, but, um, but you can decide for yourself. And the guy froze in time. He was like stumbling, uh, stumbling and I, 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 I never thought about this actively so so as as Irinda said we uh, um, we already a year working a different way um, we uh, we had for weeks almost two months been uh, involving in the co-creation part and this this the company had had dumbed down the engagement of this person to a level where he was like yeah I'll, I'll sit this one out again like uh, the previous 10 reorganizations we did. And, New uh, flavor of the month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> in 10 years, uh, <laughs> I'm putting my job anyway. Um, and this person was like, holy shit, I can decide about these things that always my managers kind of decided for me and they, they advised me uh, what to do. And and later that morning, I, I found him out in the break. He's outside calling his wife all emotional. You have to help me with this choice, and I, 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 I can take charge of it now, and I'm, I'm not sure what to do with it. Oh, poor fella! And it yeah. was well, you know, my, my heart was up in my my throat, and I was like, "Whoa, this is this is an insane moment for for the transformation, but also for this person. What's what's really happening here?" And he he didn't realize it up to that point. Shit, I I can take control. Yeah, but but also also imagine that um, 
I, I, I heard your podcast uh, with Dave West talking about business agility. Um, imagine that, that the mindset of the senior, uh, senior developer uh, actually being like, oh, wait, but if I choose now, it's a fixed. It's fixed. I cannot change it anymore. So I need to really, really think about it. Think about it very well because my life depends on it. And, 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 and that, that's so funny that even within a year and a and, and year and a half or so, it, you don't just change that culture. But by making it transparent, we have the discussion about it. We have the discussion about, okay, so how are we going to organize ourselves uh, just to make sure that we keep changing? And I think that's a, that's a beautiful thing uh, that we have noticed as well. Yeah, it's incredibly incredibly powerful. Something that I also see within these organizations and, and clients that I've worked with is they're, they're prone to saying, hey, from now on we're doing Scrum and now you're self-organizing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like it's, it's a magic bullet. Yeah. We, we flip the switch and you're self-managing, self you're autonomous while they forget to discuss what autonomy means and what self-management yeah. means, what are the yeah. boundaries, what are the shared goals. How do you guys deal with this? Ooh, I, I remember uh, uh, almost a painful situation um, with a company that was, uh, uh, or a sub-part of an organization that was doing agile for years already. And um, they perceived themselves as, as doing pretty fine. And I would definitely say on the, the larger scale of, of companies, they, they definitely were uh, were quite uh, well aware of Agile and what it means. Um, but they were at the stage where uh, teams were rebellious that they, uh, if we're doing Agile, we need autonomy. And um, they forgot about the alignment part in autonomy. Um, like, uh, we are autonomous in Netherlands, right? Doesn't mean there's no laws. Doesn't mean uh, that traffic doesn't have rules. Um so um total anarchy yeah. yeah exactly exactly and that is that is uh one of the other things um i i i like to say that that autonomy lives um by the grace of constraints um it's it's really compared to, to creativity if you can do whatever the f you want it's it's not creativity no then you're just doing things um creativity comes from having a limited resource and making the best of it and the same is with, with autonomy. Um, it's anarchy if you can do whatever you like and nobody really cares or, or has any, anything to do with it or any goal or, or the outcome doesn't really matter. It's autonomy as soon as, okay, we, uh, uh, these are the constraints uh, within which we have to produce the most awesome or, or the most inventive thing. Um, and that's where your autonomy really shines. It's like how you're autonomous in traffic. Um, nobody's telling you to stay in your lane. Uh, you can take a left, you can switch from lane, but there are some some guardrails, uh, some guardrails in there that make sure that everyone can have their autonomy preserved without someone telling them, uh, you drive left, you drive right, um, because you know the rules and you adhere to them, and that is creating... Most people. Most people. Most people. But yeah. that, that's creating the environment in which it works to give people their autonomy. And, and that same metaphor applies to, uh, um, to work. Um, if you're not transparent about your guardrails, and they could be, they could be policies, they, they could be uh, uh, boundaries, they could be whatever you feel, but if those are not explicit, then people can't really self-organize. No, they're, they're doing whatever they think is best, and that might be different uh, from Jane uh, versus uh, from Jack. 
they might have different perceptions about the yeah. right thing. Yeah. And to stick with this metaphor of driving on the highway, what what would happen if someone chooses in mid traffic to back up full speed? Yeah, yeah, and and, and that's the thing. And uh, I think now we are talking about leadership, and we are talking about uh, how are we going to make sure that we keep uh, sticking within the the, the boundaries. And um, just like we have, uh, we have now. Um, we we have the police. We have all kind of things to make sure that we don't derail too much. Um, and I think it's also that uh, if we look at the leadership, if they don't do the same thing as everybody else, uh, then it doesn't make sense. I think it's also very part, um, very important part, just to tell people what the consequences are of our actions and help us discover that, be transparent about it, have a discussion. Um, why do I feel the need to just stop in the middle of the highway and full speed back up? Uh, Have you ever experienced this? Like someone actively undermining self-organization oh, yeah. in, in the middle of the organization. Tell us about it. Yeah, and, and uh, um, not only have I experienced it, but we knew in advance. Managers knew in advance that, okay, this uh, this person, this this colleague doesn't want to collaborate. Um, but the thing is, they didn't take action. They didn't have the honest conversation with the uh, with the colleague. Um, and what 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 it um, resulted in was that on the day itself, it became painfully visible that somebody is not actively working on it. And we didn't blame the colleague. No, we blame management. We we told him, hey, th- th- this is something that you should have taken care of. You should have had this honest discussion with this uh, with this colleague about the mindset, about uh, the attitude and behavior. And because you haven't took the courage to have the honest discussion and have the uh, honest uh, uh, talk with this colleague, now a lot of people uh, are hurting by it because it delays the whole process. It's uh, like the, the brake lights were on for miles already. Miles ahead, you see the brake <laughs> lights on, and you're like, no, 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 it will start driving by itself if I ignore it long enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's not really how that works, right? Uh, it's not like a Tesla with the sensors <laughs> in it. No, 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 no that definitely not. And, and, and that's, um, you know, that, that's something that if we talk about that uh, self-organization, yes, it's very important to have those boundaries, but it's also very good to uh, be an example, to set the example, to live by the boundaries yourself as well as as leadership um otherwise if you, if you don't do that if you don't take actions when people uh tend to go off road uh you don't have to talk with them then it becomes chaos as well what's the biggest part of leadership in a transformation toward having self organization and self managing teams like what characteristics do you look for uh what behavioral patterns or what practices Letting go. Of what? Uh, uh, all the things you thought you had to do as a leader. <laughs> but then <laughs> or, what or do yeah, they have to do? You had to do as a boss. I, I, no, I, I that's a good point. Say, yeah. But um, um, uh, I say this jokingly, but um, it's it's like, like raising kids. And not to say that, that people are kids, but um, maybe you've... Uh, uh, a lot of organizations have been holding people down like they weren't grown-ups. Um, so not trusting them fully uh, uh, with things they can take full responsibility of if you let them, if you train them, if you help them. 
Um, and that's, that's, I think, one of the biggest steps. Um, helping people self-organize takes a lot more effort than telling them what to do. So it, it it means a bigger time investment. It means more more patience. Um, uh, uh, it means a lot more from from you as someone guiding them, leading them, coaching them, etc. Initially, um, yep. absolutely, because it's an investment. And as soon as you help them up these skills, um, they start flying on themselves on, them, yeah. on their own. Yeah, but the, the thing is, and I, I think you see it as well uh, a lot, uh, Sander, is that um, most leaders in agile organizations they tend to let go they want to let go and i think that's that's also one part of the problem you you cannot let go without setting the boundaries um otherwise it just do doesn't flow you cannot tell everybody okay so uh, i went to this uh, uh agile leadership course and now they told me okay i need to let go so i'm letting go go ahead enjoy well, enjoy <laughs> now you are self-organizing Uh, that that doesn't work. So you need to take responsibility of that whole uh, transformation, also transformation of yourself. Okay, how how what is my part in, my part in it, and how do I transform from being a boss steadily to being uh, being a leader? And I think that that's um, that self awareness within leadership. I think that's a very important characteristic uh, a leader should have in self organization. I fully agree with you. And to stick with the metaphor of having kids, is it's kind of like teaching my son to ride a bike, right? We mm. know what the goal is, that he is autonomous in his own bike. I don't want to spend the next 40 years holding him up and running next <laughs> to his bike. And it's the same thing with, with these kind of transitions, right? You want to know at what point you want to let go, but it does require continuous inspection and adaptation by yeah. anyone involved. Yeah, But, but, but do, do you... Do you um allow your son to drive in on a highway for example or drive uh, on the 50 kilometer road immediately immediately not for the foreseeable future no <laughs> no and, and that's what i mean with, with with leadership it's um part of letting go but also guiding someone in in their maturity of self-organization and and i think that's that's very important one um just having also the discussion and the trust to 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 do it because i do it with my children as well Um, I don't drive to school. He's he's now four years old, four and a half years old. Uh, I, we don't cycle to school now. But during Corona, when it was really, really nobody on the road, said, you know, I think this is a good moment to teach him to to uh, go together uh, cycling on the regular road because he needs to learn anyway. And why not now? Because it's it's safe. Yeah. And I think that that's a very good one for leadership to to know as well. That's it's a transformation, and they need to be aware what state of the transformation the organization and and, and the people are in to really be able to guide them. Yeah. Simple, uh, simple model, or uh, I should say, it's a simple visualization. There's a lot more behind the model, um, but it's something we call it the pillars of uh, uh, pillars of autonomy, and. Um, The, the three main pillars, we believe, is one that the, the one who has the, the mandate or the power now needs to, needs to be willing to, le to let go and give the trust. Um, the one picking up the responsibility um, should have the right skills and knowledge to be able to, to do that thing. And uh, a third one that's often overlooked is that person should also uh, accept that responsibility. If not all these three pillars are in place, um, you can't really transfer power you can't really give someone autonomy and uh, to, to to stay a bit in the metaphor we just discussed um 
You don't tell your six-year-old, okay, tonight uh, you're going to cook and uh, uh, and I'm not home. <laughs> and then you come home and you're disappointed that uh, uh, he didn't really had, had food, or at least not cooked food, and that he burned himself. I would be glad that the house didn't burn down. Yeah, exactly. But but this is this is what uh, what we saw happening uh, uh, a few years ago already when when self organization became a thing. Uh, every month there was uh, a company in the news. Yeah, we tried self organization and it didn't work because what they did is um, okay, we fired uh, twenty managers. Uh, we told the others to step away and uh, uh, we watched the place burn and we're surprised nobody was able to pick all these things up that were previously done. In, in the shadows by uh, by management, um, so 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 that is also a metaphor we like to use. Um, uh, if you're gonna do that, uh, that means in the beginning you have to guide them, you have to train them, you have to help them. You can't just give financial reports to a team and expect them to interpret them in the right way, right? There's a lot behind this report, a lot of interpretation and looking at the data and knowing what to do with it. Um, so giving a team much more responsibility uh, around around accounting, finance, uh, procurement, etc. Um, it's something that they will need to learn. It is something that they will need to pick up and that's something that you do from day zero to day one. No, just take it step by step. I think that's, uh, that's the most important, uh, important part. Now there is way too much content in this discussion to really cram into one episode. So we'll continue this next week. Now this is a series. So I'd like to ask you to follow us on all the big podcasting platforms to make sure that you won't miss a thing. Now, if you follow us on LinkedIn, on agilitymasters.com or subscribe to the newsletter, you'll be able to stay up to date on all the future guest speakers or just to reach out, give me some feedback, ask some questions or just general reach out. I hope you join us again next week. Until the next time.